This is Been Waiting, the new single. Yeah, absolutely. I've been waiting for this song. We always love seeing this guy. He is a Juno Award-winning singer, songwriter, performer. Please welcome Drew. Hello. Hey, buddy. How have you been? I've been great. Now, look, I don't know if you got the heads up, but Mm -hmm. I've already talked about it on this show today. Uh Uh-oh. Last time you were here, uh, you know, we were talking about mindset and all that kind of stuff, and you said a book that had really affected you was Relentless yes. by Tim S. Grover. Yep. So I read that book. Nice. That guy. He's dope. He's hard yeah. core yeah. too. Yeah, he and really he, is. I follow him on everything now. Yeah. And even on Twitter, sometimes he'll post stuff and I'll be like, oh, he's he's harsh, but yeah. he's right. The um, Did you notice that like the dark side, he talked about, you know, focusing on your dark side and using that. Yes. Like, yo, that's some serious stuff right there. He is very, and for people who don't know, he is a trainer, trained Michael Michael Jordan, Jordan, Dwayne Wade, Kobe Bryant. All the greats. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, there's kind of three categories that he puts high achievers in, like, because to get to the NBA, you already have to have a certain level. Right. See if I remember them now. (laughs) Yeah, it was... Cleaner. Closer. Yeah, what is the third one? I was hoping you weren't going to quiz me on this book because I'm not remembering it right now. No, well, listen. Cobbler? Cobbler. The other (laughs) one was Shoemaker. um, But it was interesting because I remember reading it going, I don't think I am the highest level of elite. I don't think I have that ability to shut out the rest of my life and achieve. That's the closer, I think. The closer. Yeah. But it, but it is. I mean, it's really inspiring in yeah. terms of really getting down to it and asking yourself: Am I giving a hundred exactly. percent? Yeah. You know, yeah. am I giving eighty yeah. percent? But I'm telling myself it's a hundred. Yeah, exactly. Being honest with yourself. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's a great one. I think for a lot of people, I read a lot of self improvement books mm-hmm. and a lot of like change your mentality and yeah. all that kind of stuff. But I think Relentless is a great one for. Men who aren't necessarily ready to dive into that realm because right. it's coming from an athlete and it he uses a lot of examples. A lot even of though, sports examples, yeah. 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 So even though he talks about how you can basically transfer this to any area, he really comes at it in a way that I think for – because for some reason women seem more open to this concept of reading these books for self-improvement right. in general than men yeah. do. And um, so he seems like it's it's a really good kind of starter book, yeah. Um, to get down that path. Yeah, well, I'm not I'm not the biggest sports fan either. So even me reading it and like it, 
at first I was like, okay, this is going to be about athletes and, you know, how they, you know, go about trying to be great. But I'm like, you can really, um, you can really pertain it to your life. Totally. And it kind of like, at first I was like, okay, I wonder if, you know, I'm not a big sports guy, but um, reading it, I could really, I could really uh, relate to it. That's what's kept me from reading it. (laughs) For real. Because it's so sports um, oriented, right? I'm not, yeah, yeah, I'm not a sports person at all. But when you get into it, he really brings it, he kind of brings it back to real life right so yeah you don't have to know the ins and outs of basketball no, no. to to read it and it's really like he is um very single-minded and very about you know if you want it yeah you have you, no excuses no. and uh and i listened to the audiobook so it was him reading oh, really? it too. i need to do that yeah i find it much easier with nonfiction yeah. and with books like this to listen to them rather yeah. than i i absorb them in a different way i might try that because i hate hearing my own voice in while my mind you're reading? while i'm reading and i'd rather probably hear his <laughs> well and it's great too because he knows where he wants the emphasis exactly. and all that kind of stuff right yeah, so yeah. it's like he read the book to me and i was like all right tim i get it i think i'm gonna try that actually i need to read it again anyway get back in that mindset get, get a little refresher yeah. what you know kind of before you read it versus after like can you think of something that you realized through that book where you were like, oh, I, I could do more in this area? Um, I think, um, like I mentioned earlier, like focusing on using the dark side and like, yeah. using that energy to push yourself through, like not um, kind of blocking out, you know, the, the crap and kind of just blocking out your emotions. Or maybe sometimes you might hurt someone's feelings by saying, I don't have time right now or whatever, like, because mm-hmm. I'm like that. So I kind of had to be like, you know what? Forget it. I'm going to focus on this. That's what I need to do. There's there's a good and bad to everything, but if I can take the bad and just focus that into what I need to do, then... Yeah. And instead know. of letting the bad be destructive, exactly. turn it into a positive yeah. force in your life. And like how I am, too. When one thing is going bad, it affects everything in my life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, if I'm like arguing with my girlfriend, I go into the studio, and now I'm like, shit, what the hell am I going to talk about right now? Or, or I'm just thinking about that, you know? Yeah. So it's like... <clears throat> got to focus on what I need to do. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, I totally get that. I mean, the the thing I've tried to do is every day at some point I try to find some motivation somewhere. Yeah. Right? Do you do that? Do you do you have like some kind of a positive thing you try to think of every day? Yeah, well, I mean, I work out I work out with a trainer, um athletic leaders, my coach Granville, he's the most inspiring guy, most energetic guy you will ever meet. Like, yeah. if you wake up down or, like, oh, I don't know if it's going to work today and you get to the gym, he's going to change your attitude. He's the one that told me about the book. Oh, interesting. Was. Yeah. So he, he will – he is like, Granville, you're listening. You're a beast, my friend. Like, you keep me – he keeps me so motivated. It's amazing, yeah. I think artists in general, we're, we're easily susceptible to one mood, right? <laughs> sure. It takes yeah. over. Right? It, takes yeah, over it takes over. everything. Right? I mean, one of the reasons that we do what we do is – I think there's something about the creative mind that it's just susceptible to your emotions. Yes. Right? And so it's easy for one bad thing to make your whole day bad. Mm. Yeah. Right? When it doesn't need to be. You can be yeah. like, oh, man, the whole day was good. I got one bit of bad news and it ruined everything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, really. And I and I really that really does affect me like that. It's horrible. <laughs> it's also I love but the, I love the ripple effect. So, yeah. you know, your trainer tells you, you should read this book. And then you come on here, you mention the book. I'm, I'm yeah. going to read that book. Exactly. And it just, it just trickles down. And yeah. by the way, guys, you can follow Tim S. Grover on um, Twitter at Attack Athletics. That's his company. 
And because uh, he's, yeah, he's not messing around. No, nah, he's and dead serious. <laughs> there are days where he tweets something. He tweeted something the other day about everyone is replaceable. And are you ready to step into the job ahead of you if that person gets? And it just wow. that this idea of you always have to be ready. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man. And I so I quote tweeted it and it was like this tweet both terrifies yeah, and I'm, inspires me. Yeah. Because on one hand, I'm like, I am it. I ready? Yeah, I love it, though. <laughs> but I got to get ready. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's like he yeah. kind of scares you. Like, you know, am I actually ready? Mm-hmm. Like, it really makes you think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, but and he, also, he also makes you understand, like, it's possible. Yeah. It takes sacrifice sometimes, but you can do it. Exactly. But you got to, you know, you have to trust in yourself and just bring it. Yeah, that's it. We are speaking to Drew. The new single is Been Waiting. Yeah. How long did it take to put that together? Um, to actually put it together, it was actually an idea first. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard the uh, JoJo and Casey all my life. It's such a great song. Right. And I've, I've always loved it. It's like one of their biggest hits. But my, I'm from that you know, 90s R&B era. And I've always been trying to kind of incorporate that into my music in a way that's still current and fresh. Right. So when I heard, I heard the, I heard the end of All My Life on the radio, and it was just the acapella, how it ends acapella with just the, just the vocals. And I, was, and I think some other tracks started, like the next song started on the radio, and it was on a tropical Caribbean kind of beat. I'm like, yo, that would be sick to put a 90s vibe on the sound of today, like the R&B, or sorry, the tropical kind of Afro beats vibe yeah. that's happening right now. And me and my producer, Smokey, uh, Smoke Shop, I, I told him about the idea because he's big in the uh, reggae dance hall and the whole Afro vibes. I was like, dude, like, can you hear that over the, he's like, oh my God, that's going to be crazy. He sampled it first. So I, actually, um, it, there was a sample on the track first and I resung the sample. But at first it was just a sample and he sent it to me with just the beat and the sample. I'm like, yo, this is out of here. This is, this is going to work. And no yeah. one else, as much as everyone's doing the Afro beats right now, no one's combined the 90s sample with Afro beats. And it just worked perfect. And it's interesting to you because the 90s are so huge right now. Yeah, the 90s it's, it's, will never die, I don't think. Listen, I don't know if it's because, like, you know, I grew up in the 90s, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's, I'm like, it was a special, beautiful, magical time. <laughs> no, it really was. But even the younger um, kids listen to music right now. Like, my daughter's 12, and I, I played her the song, and she had never heard the original. Right. So she just, this was a brand new song to her. She's like, oh my God, daddy, that's your best song. That's your best song. Oh, that's cute. And then I played her the original. And she was like, oh, I, I don't, I don't know this. What's this? Like, <laughs> you know, she was like, I don't care about this. Are um, you worried for a few years from now when she's a teenager and she's like, all your songs are garbage, dad. Yeah. Well, no, she doesn't like it. <laughs> Most of my stuff she doesn't like anyway. If this is what she does, if I play something and she doesn't like it, she'd be like, hmm. That's how oh, I know she hates it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right? And she will not tell me she likes something if she doesn't. I love that about Honestly, her. She will not yeah. tell me. If she hates it, she's kids, like, I don't like it, daddy. Kids don't mess around. No. That's the greatest yeah. thing about Sounds kids. like you never met a 12-year-old girl. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, I always like about, what I always like about your music is, I mean, I guess the easiest way to say it is timeless. You know oh, what I mean? Wow. That's a cop. Thank you. I appreciate mm-hmm. that. It's, it's just such a... Your, your music, because some of your songs, I go, oh, this has such a 90s feel to it. And then some of it, I go, no, 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 this sounds very much like Usher now. And then there's times I listen to it, and I hear D'Angelo, 90s, right? So, wow. And, and so when you put all that together, that's what I like, is you don't pigeonhole yourself into, 
you know, I never hear your songs and go, well, all this sounds the same. Right. Here he goes again. And yet it all kind of <laughs> blends together into this kind of, you know, it's it's never going to get stale. It's never going to wow. get old kind of feel. That's I what I dig that. about it. Thank you. I try, I, I try my best to still um, hold on to, like I said, the 90s influence, but really make it fresh. You know, like, mm-hmm. yeah, a new, a new, uh, a new angle. It's an interesting thing to look at how music has evolved just in the past. I mean, all of us here are young enough to where when we were kids at some point in our childhood, there mm-hmm. wasn't really hip hop. Yeah. Right. Or yeah. it was still just such a niche form of music. Yeah. Right. Um, I probably, you know, got the, o- the oldest into my childhood <laughs> of all of us, <laughs> you know, without it. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. But, but I mean, even, you know, when I was 10, 11, 12, hip hop wasn't even what anyone was calling it. At, yeah. at the most, it was called, you know, rap urban yeah that's that's that was remember when that was a real label urban 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 sounds yeah now you know what i mean and it was it's kind of funny because i remember even people saying like oh this is a passing fad yeah this is a passing fad and rap got that all the time right and 20 years later that's a passing fad no but it's been like 40 years yeah Yeah, i'm saying after 20 years people were still yeah like when uh when run dmc did walk this way with um, Aerosmith. Aerosmith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that changed was everything. A moment like that was crazy. That Even at that everything. time, yeah, it was like, huge. Hip hop with such a huge rock band merging like that was crazy. That was that was two a, groups that wanted nothing to do with each, each other. other. Exactly. Yeah. When and they did that, Aerosmith so thought that well. rap was a fad. Yeah. That it wasn't going to take off. Yeah. And they and thought it was going to be their DMC, song. Run DMC thought they were husbands. Yeah. Yeah. And they said, "Why would we tag ourselves on to someone that's passe?" Yeah. And they were both wrong. Yeah, and it was—it's still—it's still a huge record today. You play that in yeah. a party today, people go crazy. Yeah, and I mean, it's crazy. so that's that's when I say it's interesting when I say some things are timeless mm-hmm. because you look at you look at hip hop and it does go through these these phases. You know, I I find now. it hilarious <laughs> that I look back at when I was nine or ten years old how threatened people were by rap. Because I go, oh, my God, it was so sweet back then. It was so cute. Curtis Blow was, like, rapping about basketball. Yeah. Right? And doing Sprite commercials. And the Sugar Hill Gang rapping about going to a barbecue. I mean, it was so nice, right? The the worst it got was that Run DMC's album was called Loud as Hell. Well, and their their other album, uh, Hellraiser. Raising hell, yeah. raising hell, Sorry. right? Yeah. That was ooh, yeah, like, like that was as risky as they you said get. Hell. Oh no, <laughs> you know. And so it's it's funny that you know even yeah. then people were threatened by hip hop or yeah. rap, and mm-hmm. it was you know it was the the biggest threat was it's tricky. Is, is, <laughs> <laughs> What's the um, uh, gra- gra- Grandmaster Flash Fur- uh, Furious Five uh, the message? Uh, um, oh, oh! The, uh, don't push me. White lines. Close. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That yeah. was like I That's think true. that was probably that video for me as a child. Yeah. Was like wow, they're showing the ghetto. They're showing like prostitutes. They're showing drug dealers. Like that was I think that probably scared a big audience. <laughs> oh, for sure. That did. You know? but it was really the rise of NWA. Yeah. And yes, um, that was the next. Yeah, the next and, phase. Uh, why am I drawing? Public them? Enemy. Public Enemy. Public yeah. Really that. Yeah. You know. that, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> NWA, I can imagine. That's older. when the white man really got scared. Like, what yeah. That's what that is. <laughs> well, that's when white people were like, we need the Beastie Boys. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, and don't get me wrong, I love the Beastie Boys, I love but them they too. were the safe, yes. the safe option, yes. right? Of yes. like, um, you know, <laughs> good white Jewish kids, yeah, <laughs> college <laughs> kids. You know, it's also funny how that has evolved, right? Because yeah. you got like people don't realize how controversial Ice T was. Mm-hmm. You know, with colors yeah. and and coming on the scene because now it's oh yeah, he's that guy on that TV show, yeah, right? Uh, Ice yeah, Cube. Ice Cube can't even, family. Oh yeah, movie. Ice Cube too. Right? Right? He has a contract with Disney. Like it's it. almost insane. I love it. So I'm gonna kill a cop. Hey, get in the hey, car. Kids. We're going to the picnic. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? What? I do. You know, when we're, are we there yet? <laughs> yeah. He drives a minivan. Yeah. What is happening? What? Um, when Warren first said hip hop goes through phases, you said it's going through one right now. Yes. Where is? Where do you feel like hip hop is right now? Man, I mean, if I have to talk about uh, the mainstream, let's talk about because there's mainstream, and yeah. then there's like artists like J Cole. There's artists that aren't as mainstream but still have a huge following. Karis One. Karis One, but well, he's a, still a different era, but. He's like timeless, mm-hmm. but as for like this era, like the mumble rap crap, you know, like all the new kids coming out, Uzi Vert and Lil Yachty, and you know all these kids that are kind of just talking about mumbling about popping pills and mumbling about uh, you know the crazy sex, you know, um, episodes. And uh, if just you have Lil crazy... in your name, you shouldn't be allowed to talk about sex and pills. Yeah, yeah that true. should be a rule, true. right? Because then now it's weird. It's very weird and it's yeah. uncomfortable. Like when you have artists like Future, you know, that's talking about, you know, drugs in the chorus of the song, you mm. know, um, Molly Percocet, Percocet, Mo- that's on the radio. That's yeah. on the yeah. radio every day, every day. And kids are in the car, back seat with their parents, singing yeah. along to this. Mm-hmm. This is this is the era I'm talking about. Like what what is this? <laughs> like what's the message? Yeah, and what are and what's the agenda? Right. Because I feel like it's deeper than Oh, here's this guy, Future. Oh, he's a good rapper. Let's sign him. No, it's more than that. It's way deeper than that. Is there something to be said about hip-hop artists coming out of the middle class as well? (laughs) I haven't really thought about that. Because if you look at so many of the artists from the 80s, you know, they they came out of the ghetto. They came from the streets, right? So is it different for artists coming out of the middle class because a lot of today's hip-hop so. artists do i mean that could have something to do with what they're talking about too because they're not living that street life yeah. you know they haven't seen it and they haven't come up in that struggle so all they have left to talk about is oh this is a cool subject or this is what everyone's talking about now let me talk about that well when you're you young know? like when you're a teenager or in your early 20s and i'm going to speak in a real generalization but i'm going to say we are all dumb idiots <laughs> There are very few exceptions to that rule. <laughs> and so when you're that age, yeah, and you're writing songs and you haven't struggled, yeah. your songs are probably not going to be that. No it, depth. You know, there's a lot of writers of uh, or performers of substance mm-hmm. um, right now that I really like. But, yeah, they're all in their 30s. Well, I mean, that has or, something to do. It, it comes back to there being a deeper, a deeper meaning behind it. Like yeah. record labels are not signing those artists that have a deeper message. Right. Why? Sad. Why is that? Why are they signing the kids that keep talking about pills and why and, do you and, think? And it goes. We could take this down the rabbit hole with this concept. Uh, right let's here dive because, in. I want to know. <clears throat> Hold on. Let's take a break. Take, let's a, break take a break and, and we'll come back, back and do that. We'll sure. get in the rabbit hole. And we got yeah. some charity stuff to talk about as well. And and we got to talk about what you're doing now. But but oh, yeah. theories and <laughs> listen, we have a lot to talk about. Don't go anywhere. 
We are Warden Al. Drew is hanging out with us. Give yeah. us your input. At Warden Al is our Twitter. WardenAl at gmail.com. If you've got any questions, you want to talk a little bit about hip-hop with us, that's where to find us. We'll be right back. This is Channel 167, Canada Talks. Just chasing time Don't know where this life is headed You got me running around in circles I just can't keep up with your love You bring me up, you, you bring me down You got me spinning around Come on! Now let me introduce myself You're listening to the number one duo in Canadian talk radio. This is Ward and L. All right, we're with Drew. Before the break, we were talking about, we were starting to get into what music labels are signing today in the hip-hop <laughs> world, and you were going to give us your theory as to why they're going with these younger kids talking about pills and oh boy. sex and all that kind of stuff. No real yeah. message. No real message. Um, I feel in entertainment in general, not just even just in music, but even on television, I feel like... The entertainment industry is straying away from the family unit. Okay. I feel like television is, there's more shows on Disney that are just about, you know, all these kids that are home with the babysitter and the parents are some celebrities that are not living there, you know, because I, I, I pay attention to all that with my daughter watching, you know, we sit and we watch TV and it really, it's really starting to occur to me that back in the day when we were kids, how many family shows were there? It was a million family yeah. shows. Yeah, I yeah right? I used like to real not not like family shows where the parents are looked at as the 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 um, parents are looked at as goofy or background weirdo exactly. Yeah, they were was, role models. But, yeah, th- they're just goofy parents and oh, forget about the parents or 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 they're just not there and there's just a nanny. Even yeah. yeah, it's true. Even when there was shows about like different kinds of families, yeah. like you know remarriages or yeah. adoption mm-hmm. or right, like even look at different strokes. Yeah, that's a, a story about kids being adopted. adopted. But Mister Drummond was prominent in every story. Yeah. So uh, every if you think about TGIF, which was the Friday night lineup on. ABC? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? It was like uh, step by step. Family matters. Family matters. Yeah. Um, is What's full, house. full House. Right? It was all shows With about a family. unit. Yeah. yeah. And real family you, problems. I never thought and about that. Kind of, you know, you know, there's a problem, then as a family, they, you know, try but and work the, through it together. There's now the, the kids are the stars, yeah. and it's about the kid it's and their life the away from the family. In <gasps> some ways, that's good. I get it. In mm-hmm. some ways, that's good, because yeah. I... There I, are some kids that actually live like that. Well, and in some ways, it's good in the fact that th- this will sound crazy because it shows parents as kind of buffoonish or whatever. Mm-hmm. In some ways... A sitcom like that for kids, watched by kids, featuring kids, it also does teach them a sense of self and independence. Definitely. Right? And because as kids, you know, when we were 13, there wasn't a show, or 12, there wasn't a show about 12-year-olds. It was a family show, and there were 12-year-olds on it. Right. right? 
But then so that's in some so ways families could sit and watch it together. Right. But yeah. what's, what has happened in general, and we've talked about this on the show a good bit, is especially with sitcoms, is there mm-hmm. was a backlash to the very special sitcoms. And so, so many now go in the direction of the humor is broader, more farcical, more um, oh high concept, right? right. And, and so there's not as many serious issues even raised on TV sitcoms right. or family shows like yeah. that anymore. Modern Family is the only one off the top of my head that I can think of that really, <laughs> that really approaches it almost like the sitcoms did when we were growing yeah. up That's in true. the 80s and 90s. Yeah. That's but, really interesting. But I never that like... Yep. That coming back to why I feel like the era of music is is different now because and why I feel like they're signing all these other artists, or sorry, artists with not as much depth or not as much like um, emotion. Mm-hmm. It comes back to the agenda of people are going to maybe think I'm going too deep with this, but really separating the family unit. It's it's easier to control the masses when we're not together. You know totally. What I mean? when, when we're completely separated. So back in the day when you heard songs like uh, uh, Boys to Men, I'll Make Love to You, or, you know, I'm on Bended Knee, there's no way in hell you'll hear that on the radio now, not from R&B music. And if it is, they're not playing it. They're not playing those artists. They're playing the artists that's saying, I want to have sex with you now, pop pills, let's get drunk, let's party, and that's it. And if you're not talking about something to do kind of with that, or with that edge to things, there's a lot of stations or a lot of labels that won't sign you. It's, it's, it's kind of like, I don't know, it seems so clear, plain as day to me, but it's, yeah. it's like, and it's getting worse and worse and worse and worse. Like, there's, If you listen to some of the lyrics that these 17-year-old kids are listening to, yeah. really, like, we don't even realize how bad it is. It's like, they're talking about really just, you know... Uh, you know, being with a girl and just, oh, there's no way I could love her. I could never love her. I'm just going to do this and use her for this and throw her away. Like, these are the lyrics. Use her for wow. this and different lyrics. I'm not going to say the lyrics, but, right? Let's yeah. let's basically use this female and throw her away or let's pass her around to my friends or let's this or let's that. This is what Terrifying. 16-year-olds are talking about. And, you know, I think there really is, and, you know, you said, and you were kind of hesitating to say it, and you're like, people might think I've gone off the deep end, but I think there really is something... Um, in terms of advertisers mm-hmm. and in terms of, and I don't want to get too conspiracy theory either, but in terms of the government in general, <laughs> that the more you push people into individualism, the easier it is to sell them things yeah. and to control them. Yes. And so because, and listen, of course, everyone should be an individual and be free to be who they Definitely. are. But it's our strength in our units, whether it's the family you make for yourself. Because yeah. listen, some people are born into awful families, but you can make your own family. Yes. It's your community. It's us together as the human race. <laughs> That's what gives us yes. power and strength. Yes. And so, yeah, I don't think you've gone off the deep end with this at all. Okay. I think it's very interesting. I, I I hadn't thought about. I don't watch a lot of kids shows, mm-hmm. um, but uh, but now that you say it, I think yeah. of like yeah, I Carly, Sweet Like Life of Zach and Cody. Well, it's been I mean, going on for the last. Yeah, Hannah yeah. Montana started it. It even gets deeper <laughs> though because if you ever Google Google some of those shows yeah. and the imagery that's placed in the background, Google that one okay. day. Google imagery in Disney shows. Okay. It'll okay. Blow your no, mind. No, no, no. I got to do it right now. Like the yeah, do it right now. Like the pictures that are on the blackboard in the classroom. Right. The, the subtle the placement of whether they call it Illuminati, whether they want to call it whatever it is, but it's there. If you if you Google it, it will blow your mind 
what the little image is. They're putting in kids' shows. Sure. Start right? them young. Oh, no, exactly. They want to get the kids first. The yeah. kids are, it's all about the kids right now. It's all about back in the day. You know, I used to talk to, um, talk to my friends about this. Back in the day, there were OGs, we called them. Mm-hmm. Right. The guys that are older than us that we look up to. Yeah. And that kind of taught us how to be men. Yeah. Right? Ta- showed us how to wear our tie a certain way. We looked up to the way a grown man was. It's opposite now. Yeah. It's opposite. If you're over grown- 25, you're a waste of space. Yeah. It's now the 30, even 45. They're looking. Oh, what are the kids doing? What's hot with the kids? Oh, I want to know what the kids are on. No. What is going on? We're yeah. supposed to be showing the kids. Raising the kids, oh, this is how you this is how you talk to a girl. This yeah. is how you conduct yourself in a date. You know more than just texting someone or sending them a Facebook message. Yeah. There used to be the OGs that taught. Now the OGs are trying to be the kids. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I wearing, do know what you mean. Skin tight jeans and you know just That's... you know wearing the male dresses and you know all the all all, all the fashion that is just. They think, okay, well, the kids are doing it, so I want to be cool for the kids. And yeah. It's backwards. It's backwards. Yeah. Aaron uh, says opinion. it's social engineering. Yeah. Hmm. I you like know? it. And in a way, that's totally mm-hmm. what it is. But that's, that's a- interesting we say it's backwards. That's kind of a funny thing. Mm-hmm. It did used to be the kids wanted to be like the adults. Yes. And now it's like the adults are trying to be like the kids. Yeah, and the kids want nothing to do with being, growing up. No. Right. And, and this is, I mean, Hollywood's been working on this for a really long time in mm-hmm. terms of... Um, really worshiping youth obviously and it's something but yeah we have gotten to a point now where we chase it on a level that is sad yeah we've like you know if you it's easy to get sucked in and i think um very easy (laughs) especially with social media we're seeing it every day oh that's what the kids are wearing now okay i'm gonna go get that oh yeah (laughs) you know this is the hot new fad okay i'm gonna go do that it's, That's uh, why I'm wearing a linen sports coat with a you look poet's fresh. collar shirt. GQ smooth. The kids, the kids are wearing this, Al. <laughs> yeah, sure they are. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. I've seen a lot of kids wearing. Kids that. are wearing my selvage jeans. It's, um, yeah, it's really interesting. It's and you know part of that is as a woman, um, obviously the message that I'm uh, no good now because I'm in my late 30s is pretty heavy. Mm-hmm. And part of, you know, a lot of the reading I do and a lot of trying to tap into um, self-improvement and all that kind of stuff is because I I already am to some level buying into that concept. Right. And <laughs> I have to actively fight this idea that because Hollywood is. But what I always say is that Hollywood is basically like, oh, 40 or over women get in the dumpster. We're <laughs> yeah. done with you. It's true. No. And, and I don't want to live in that world. Yeah. Right. That's not the mindset I want. I think life is more important than that. Yeah. But it is something that I have to actively work against. Yeah. And. It does feel like those messages are being pushed so much on kids these days. That so what happens to these kids when they're forty? <laughs> well, you know, oh my God! T. Lucky, I don't even want to think about that. Are they going to make it to forty? <laughs> T. Lucky on Twitter writes, and I can't believe I never noticed the shows my kids are watching are no longer a family unit. And I didn't really think about it, but you're absolutely right. No, like it's I said, true. true. I can only name Modern Family. Yeah. And, and if it, that's the only family, and it's all families, yeah. it's all family units. Yeah. But I that, mean, it's the, still I mean, a family. Don't get me wrong, but, but it's several. It's yeah. several families. But at least it it does show that, right? Yeah. And that is so interesting that 
I can't even think of family dramas that are on now. That's true. And that used to yeah. be a thing. Yeah. And if they are, it shows yeah, like Vampire mm-hmm. Diaries, Teen Wolf, and all that. There's no adults. The adults aren't no, part of the that, equation. That, but yeah. that's the thing is that, and even like Modern Family is actually, it's not a family show. It's it, That's for an older audience, right? Like, no, you could watch it. You could watch it with, if your kids are... Yeah, if your kids are 12 and old, older, I'd say you but, could watch Modern Family. But even them. if yeah. you look at, um, for younger than that. No, yeah, I can't think of a thing. No. You would ha- you have to then go to Nick and watch, or Disney Channel, and yeah. watch the sitcoms made for kids. But those are, like Drew yeah, said, they they're no void parents. of parents yeah. anyway. Or, or, the parent, have... or the parents are buffoons. The yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, yeah you know. you're absolutely right. And I didn't even think about that no. until it's just now. That's uh, crazy. Now, Aaron writes about this, and I don't know what I think about it, but he says, what about the feminization of hip-hop? I, I, don't, I don't notice a feminization of oh hip-hop. Oh, my but gosh. Is there, yeah? What does that mean? Okay, put it this way. There's a rapper named um, Young Thug. Yeah. Young Thug, his album cover, he's wearing not a not a long shirt. He's no, not he wearing a long dresses. shirt. He he's likes wearing to wear a dresses. complete dress. Okay, a complete woman's dress. Yeah, um, he's out of Atlanta. Um, there's a rapper named Uzi Vert that was just online just recently. He he's holding the purse. He's you know wearing it. It looks like a woman's outfit. Right, and it's and that's and that's turning into m- like more and more in the rap industry. It seems like. They're pushing that agenda more. That's that's the new that's the new cool look, right? Well, is to kind of feminize. So part of the hard part with that is that we are the world is changing yeah. in terms of mm-hmm. the concept of gender identity and gender fluidity and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So that is going to affect every different kind. Of music, right? It has not traditionally been in hip hop, but that has not traditionally been um, the most embracing environment. Maybe. Well, it's it's they're definitely starting to embrace it a lot more, right? Yeah, and we can go down the rabbit hole with that too because I don't know if I've seen that in heavy metal ever. I don't know if I've seen that in you know uh, mainstream rock and roll. I feel like there's... And if so, it's rare. There, there is... Um, one could make an argument that Steven Tyler wears women's clothes all the time. That's... Um, but, but... And, um, and, 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 listen, and, and that's true. Some, a lot of the makeup back in the day and the hair... The hair metal I, I bands. The hair metal there, bands. That's true. There's, there, I think there's always been some in, in some semblance of androgyny, maybe, mm-hmm. um, a, as well in a lot of these. Um, and so maybe... Yeah, I mean, maybe it looks like um, Young Thug. Is that his name? Young yeah. Thug. It looks like, um, you know, I don't know any other examples in hip-hop. It mm-hmm. looks like he's certainly embraced it. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to think I, now. It, it of, just feels like... Well, I'm reading Complex Magazine has something about it online. Apparently, it's a it's a big deal. People are talking about it a lot in the hip hop world. Oh yeah, sure. you know, you're talking about look at uh, Kanye West with the the skirt, the skirt, the leather skirt. Well, that's because, but uh, well, I will say this: men's quote unquote skirts or taking the kilt and evolving it into mainstream has been coming for the last decade. Right? It keeps popping up. Yeah. Right. And, and popping back. And Kanye likes to. Fashion. He likes fashion and he likes to think he's on the forefront. Right. 
And so that, to me, is totally not surprising. If you look at someone, too, like Jaden Smith, who I know is only famous for being a famous person's kid, but he's very into that concept as well of, um, you know, not not gender bias in clothes. But you would, in in my opinion, I feel like hip-hop was a very, back in the day, was very, like, masculine, I should say. It It seemed to be very masculine before. But so is there not room for the feminine in it? I'm not saying there's not room for it. There's definitely room for it. But when I feel like they're trying to push to take the masculinity out of it. But I feel like they're you're slowly, not alone in, like you're they're not slowly alone in trying to make it seem like that's not the cool way to be now. You've got to be a little questionable. But, but you also said they're also talking about how you use up women and throw them in the garbage. So yeah, that's, that's the opposite. Too. That's true, too. So it's <laughs> like it's, both things are seem like they're still there. Well, not just that, too. But if they're well, true. But if they're pushing more of that agenda, it comes back to, you know, no, being no family unit now being OK. I'm, I want to push this agenda more. So I, I don't want to be in a relationship. I don't want to be with a girl. You know, I don't want to be because this seems like this. This is the direction that they're pushing more. And this is like the forefront of the hot new thing. Like we can't talk about what's what's happened already. It's about what's on the cusp of the next thing. And I feel like that's what the kids are more paying attention to. Well, JB says it's kind of like um, emo people thought melancholy and depression was cool. Yeah, I mean. That it's latching on to that. Well, I mean. (laughs) Uh, I was talking to a to a uh, a very well known rapper. I don't want to say his name, but he said but basically. It rhymes with Maisie. What? <laughs> I go, but it rhymes with Maisie. But I don't... Oh, oh, Jake. Okay, I was like yeah, Maisie. But... Who is that? We were we were having a conversation, and um, he said to me, "Positive music doesn't work. Has to be dark. Has to be dark. Has to be negative." For a real urban hip hop music to really work, right? Cannot be positive. There cannot be a positive message anymore. I was like, "Wow!" I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> that kind of blew my mind because when you listen to it, you you hear it. Yeah, you hear it. The hottest tracks, the hottest tracks right now are the most darkest tracks. Huh. We gotta take another break. Can you hang? Sure. Okay, stick around because we're going to uh, wrap up the day with our buddy Drew. And we do have to talk about where you can see Drew. This is so fascinating. <laughs> yeah. um, but we, all, we do also have to publicize what you're doing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Aaron says, this is an amazing show. I got to go, but when's the replay? You can always listen to Ward and Al on demand. We have an app. You can listen to Ward and Al on demand. Check it out on the SiriusXM app. And we replay in the middle of the night. Uh, he also points out Last Man Standing was a good family show, but they canceled it. They got six seasons out of that show, so yeah, you know it. It, it got yeah. it had its run. Hmm. I um, also don't know anything about it. That was, that was the Tim Allen. <laughs> no, I know it was the Tim Allen show. Yeah. I don't know anything about it. It was okay. The the it, it got six seasons. It got a decent run out of yeah. itself. So, yeah. all right, we'll be right back. Drew is with us. This is Ward now. Canada talks.
the Juno award-winning singer you hear right now. This is Caroline, the song you're listening to. For Canada Sound, what is Canada Sound? Canada Sound. Canada Sound. And by the way, the song is amazing. Thank yeah. you so yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. Um, Canada Sound, they're basically, they have, um, I better get this right or they'll kill me. Um, there's basically a, a project they're doing where Canadians can submit sounds that um, remind them of Canada. Right, so whether you're at a, a, a Jays game or you know sounds of the streetcar coming to a halt or mm. boom 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 the doors on the subway or whatever, people use like these cool sounds. So um, that's what it is. So and they're sending in their sounds, and then us artists will take the sounds and add them in to us to uh, use the sounds to inspire a song. Basically, oh, that's awesome! And it's be a compilation. It's supposed to be coming out September or October, I think. You should sample people just apologizing. Like for real, that's such a good idea. Why did I think of that? You can go to CanadaSound.ca to yes, find more. Yes, we should. Um, yeah, add that sound, people. Yeah. Just, just, sorry. Oh, sorry about that. Sorry about sorry. that. Sorry. Oh, oh, sorry. Sorry. Yep. sorry about that. My bad. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Excuse me. Pardon me. Sorry. And then put that in the background. <laughs> yeah. You know? Well, I mean, Justin Bieber's song, right? He kind of did it. Which oh, one? that song's not good, though. <laughs> oh, that's sorry. Oh, yeah, no, not that one. I have a lot of anger issues with Justin Bieber and his songs. Yeah, I'm not um, a big fan of Justin Bieber, but you know, we've been uh, we've been talking so much, uh, getting into the the bowels of hip hop and the music industry. Bowels. We haven't talked about where you can be seen coming up. Yes, coming up uh, this weekend, I will be at the Society Lounge at 650 Bay Street. Uh, it's a new dope patio. We're going to be doing um, like an all day. Um, barbecue. There's gonna be live, live, yeah. live performances, and it's also gonna be an after hours caravan weekend. Wow! Where, where you can get food from two till six a.m. So it's uh, definitely a rare place in the city for this weekend. I don't know if there's any other place like it. Um, so they're taking advantage of you know after you go to the club. You know, you might not just want to go to uh, Spadina and have Chinese food. Or no, you might want to have yeah, some, some gourmet, gourmet barbecue. Mm, the the chef there, the chef is amazing. Um, and that's going to be going Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Caravan Weekend, the 4th, 5th, and 6th. Um, you can come pre-drink before you go out, you know, and you can uh, come there after and when you're hungry. So Awesome. Yeah, yeah it's going to be cool. And you're going to be at Food Society every Tuesday. Yes. we are residents. Yes, I'm going to have a residency at Food Society every Tuesday. It's going to be an R&B night. Um, I'm hoping it can start uh, early September. So I'll be doing, I'll come on, I'll do a couple songs with a live band. Then I'll invite on a guest artist, a uh, new artist that's on the come up. That I'll, we'll oh, we'll do awesome. maybe one or two songs. We might do a song together. But I think it's um I think it's something cool that the city hasn't really seen. Um, yeah, so that'll be every Tuesday at, at a Food Society Society Lounge, six fifty Bay Street. But uh, there'll be live shows from Monday to Friday, um, from seven till ten every night. Oh, that's great! Oh, um, I love those hours. Yes, it's, yes, it's like after work. You know, yes, you, you should somewhere. do it, Al. 
you get up on stage? Yeah, actually, sing some songs? No, yeah. well, you know what? Wednesday nights there, there's going to be karaoke night. Celebrity um, karaoke sing. night. I'm not right? the worst singer. Oh, okay. I yeah. like that. Okay. See I mean, the confidence? I could do stuff. I could do uh-huh. stuff. She shared there the stage songs. with Matt Dusk. Oh, for real? Yeah. So you're singing well, that. You're one a real time. singer. Okay. No, I'm not you a real are, singer. You're like Whitney Houston. She can. But, oh my God, I wish I was like Whitney Houston. I sing more like, my Whitney level Houston. is more like Stephen Page. Um, but. Okay. Okay. So yeah. take a Or at okay. least a low. But you know, right. I'm in that. I'm an alto. Hey, you um, don't have to sing high to be a good singer. But uh, um, I did sing one time with Matt Dusk. One song. It wasn't. Uh, Whatever. You did it. What song was it? How's it go? Um, it was uh, Not Ready to Make Nice by the Dixie Chicks, but I'm not singing again? it. Nope. I'm okay. not. Mm, no. I like what you're doing, but I don't <laughs> like it also. Um, but that's so exciting to have that and, and to yeah. be able to like showcase new talent yes, yes. and have a regular gig for yourself. Like yeah. That's so awesome. Yeah. I think, I think the city really needs it. Like Right now, um, my ex-group uh, member, Sean Jones, mm-hmm. he has a placement at Casa Loma yes, every, every Monday. Yes, he does. Yeah. And it's amazing. It's crazy. If you haven't gone to Casa Loma on a Monday evening, get dressed up and go check out my boy, Sean Jones. It's an amazing show. Um, but I feel like... Were you away when he was here? Yes. He was just here. Yes. Yeah, so oh, Sean was, just was here? Ward, yeah. Ward okay. was off because his, um, you know, it's, it had another baby. Yeah. Uh, and so Sean was just here Yeah, a he's amazing. Ago. He's, he's so um, I like the um, the era of music that he does mm-hmm. at his show, and it's, it's, it's really needed. So I'm kind of... I'm kind of taking his lead, but kind of well, trying to take say, it downtown. When you when you were first telling us about it off air, I was it reminded me of what Sean's yeah. doing. Um, so that's great to it's see amazing. that it's like expanding. Definitely, he. I, I was there last summer and he came on and did a a couple songs there, and it's just he's killing it. I love it. Love yeah. it. it's amazing. Yeah, and it's great too because that's I mean that's an outdoor summer thing, right? Exactly. And and yeah. you need to. Yeah, we do need more venues. We need more yes. shows like this. Um, and so t- to have a place to do it year-round is a big deal. Yeah, I mean, like I said off air earlier, like Toronto's a new hot spot for artists. Mm-hmm. There's a million hot, hot artists in the city, and they need somewhere to showcase. And we need somewhere where, you know, people from outside the country can come into Toronto and see the talent. Totally. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not just hear totally. it on the charts. Yeah. In the U.S., but well, actually uh, yeah, not, see where it's coming from. Not wait till you know, the U.S. makes them famous. Exactly. And Come that's, on. Yes, yes. We can be famous in our own country. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Imagine? Yes. <laughs> that would be, uh, oh, that's so great. Yeah, so that's going to be cool. And so I do want for people, um, in case later they're like, where was that place? I'm going to assume that if they hit your website, yep, um, as hit- soon as it starts, you'll have info? Yeah, it's probably better... Uh, to hit my Instagram, it's um, that updates a lot quicker than my website. So hit my Instagram at Drew Grange. Okay, awesome. Drew, I need your help with something here. What's okay. up, <laughs> listener John? I want to thank you. Got your email, John. What's up, <laughs> Drew? I have a feeling. Coke or Pepsi? Do I have to choose one? Yes. Yeah, between the two, which one? Coke or Pepsi? You, you know what? Which one's better? <sighs> what a horrible. John agreed with Al. To me, they're the same. What do you mean? They are. No, to you me, can't. The same. Now we can never they have you back here. I know. I'm completely sorry. Different. I don't drink them. But you've never in your life. I, I have. I, I, honestly, if I sit here and have to think, I'm going to just say which one I like. The I like the name better. <laughs> like okay. it's not going to be based on the taste because to really? me, well, then which I name really do you like feel better? like they're similar. Pepsi. Yeah. Damn it. 
it. Winner. <laughs> winner, winner, chicken dinner. Yeah, he just admitted he didn't he didn't drink it. Just has a, a fun name, it's, Pepsi. Yeah. Sounds oh, better. I got a little Pepsi, Pepsi. in my step today. Yeah, it sounds cool. Got a better yeah. name. Yeah, that counts better as name. a reason to like it better, right? Coca-Cola, I don't know. Coke. Stupid, right? Come on. Yeah. Just because you're from Atlanta doesn't mean you have to like Coke the most. It's questionable. The name Coke is too questionable. Yeah. You're a hip-hop artist. It rhymes with more than Pepsi. <laughs> Flepsy. This morning I had such a spring in my Stepsy. Must Stepsy. be because I had myself a Pepsi. See? There you go. Yeah, that's it. That's the only one. You did it. Yeah, that's the only rhyme. Word. Stepsy's a word. Yeah. Stepsy. <laughs> okay, what, what do you drink? What, what Do you have a pop that you do drink? No, I don't drink soda. Really? I don't I don't drink soda. Just a water drinker. Water, Healthy. maybe iced tea. Scotch. You know. Uh vodka. There it is. Vodka. It's like we're the same person. <laughs> it is it is eerily like vodka, you're the same you know, person. Maybe a dragon stout beer, you know. Yeah. Well, uh, you're losing mm. Al now. Yeah. Al's not into the beer. No beer. No. Yeah. I'm a straight I'm just, just vodka. vodka. You like a you like a pulled pork sandwich? Uh, Good barbecue. I do like I'm not a big fan of pork. I have pork once in a in a blue moon. Ribs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ribs. If I'm going to do it, I'll do ribs. Right. Al's a vegan, so you, oh, you lost her again. No, but I also love ribs. Don't get me wrong. She I just don't eat ribs. them anymore. Right. But yeah, eat them. But, they're but delicious. you remember I do how remember. great they taste. <laughs> I do remember, and they're delicious. Yes, yes, they are. I support other people eating ribs, so okay. I'm just not doing it nice. anymore. But I'm sad about it a bit. <clears throat> you must be. You smell it, and you want it. Delicious. Yeah. I'll just drink barbecue sauce. It'll it'll be yeah, a, a sure close approximation. That's better, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm like it, it's it's rib esque. It reminds me. Uh, I got a slow cooker now. Oh, nice. Yeah, got you, the pucks that slow cooks it. Yeah. Nice hickory or whatever. And you cook. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna go out there and put put myself a big pork shoulder in there. Cook that yeah, for about twelve hours. Oh, That's gross. how you make pulled pork. Yeah. I don't look. Even when I ate meat, I don't want to know what the cuts are. (laughs) Just someone else make that meat, and I'll eat it. That was my motto when Uh, I ate meat. Would you eat a baby? I would totally eat a baby. Okay, so um, follow Drew. But the meat would just fall right off. Drew Grange, and uh, uh, you can also find him, you know, on Facebook and all the social medias. Yep, all the social media. You can find me. uh, My website is at drewmusic.com. Music with a Z. Music with a Z. You said social needs. Social needs. Okay, sorry. All the social needs. It's short for media. You're right. Sorry, I'm young and hip and you're old. No, I heard special um, needs. And so and, it just uh, threw me off. I wasn't talking you... about you. Oh. oh. Simon Drew and his <laughs> awesome stuff. Touche. Also, you can get me at um, Twitter at Drew Grange also. Hit him up, guys. Hit me up, guys. Come on. He's been waiting. Been waiting. Oh, I'm gonna go New single. Smoke some raccoon. I don't understand you as a person, but... <laughs> They're all um, over the backyard. They're annoying. Teach them a lesson. Smoke as in... What Cook do you em. mean? Cook them. Oh. Cook a raccoon. Sure. You know? He's from the South, so... Yeah, all right. They do stuff like that. Yeah, you can, you know? like, grill it. Yeah. Is the show over Put yet? Put a little something on it. <laughs> Could be delicious. Put a little honey glazed... Honey glazed raccoon. Mm. Yeah. That might work. See? You don't know, Al. Rotisserie. All right. You know what? You guys live. <laughs> I know what Drew and I are going to do. Free? Let's do it. Drew and I are having ourselves a little barbecue. Let's do it. Barbecued raccoon. Go a little okay. hunting in the backyard. Sure. Yeah. Oh, you can catch a raccoon with a hammer. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you want to, go ahead. Oh yeah, yeah, man. They let you just walk right up to them, and they're like, "Hey, man, what's with the hammer?" I don't yeah, think um, they yeah. walk in packs. I yeah. feel like that's illegal, though, right? It's got to be. Mm. Kill a raccoon with a hammer? I could say he was coming at me. Say he was going in the trash. 
I could. How's anyone going to know I killed the raccoon? I'm going to smoke it and eat it. Eat it. Yeah. No evidence. So uh, <laughs> the latest single has been waiting. The artist is Drew. Drew Grange on all the, the social media. We're at the end of the show. We need to see more of you. Yes. Yeah, yeah, keep coming back. Yes, I'll be back. There'll be new singles. I have an EP coming out very soon, um, so I'll be back so we can talk about that. Awesome. Yes. Sweet. And we will be back tomorrow. Yes. And I won't. But that's you can come back if I you can. want. We'll be here. Okay. We have a special Wednesday edition of Bonnie tomorrow, don't we? Yes, Bonnie Lawfer will be checking in with us tomorrow, and uh, she can tell us how she fared at the Just for Laughs Festival. All right. As always, uh, if you've got any overnight email, wardenal at gmail.com. Stick around for the Arlene Bynan Show up next. Bye, guys. You've been listening to Ward and Al exclusively on Canada Talks. Join them tomorrow live at 1 p.m. Eastern on Canada Talks, Sirius XM 167.